0: Hello and welcome to this edition of the Metals Meltdown podcast series, today brought to you from London. I'm Marcel Goldenberg, Manager for Pricing and Derivatives here at Platz. Today's podcast we're going to focus on Turkish scrap and Turkish rebar, and we are trying to answer the question if prices can decline any further, after of course last week we saw a massive decline, certainly on scrap, but also on, on rebar. Now, the aforementioned drop on scrap was $20 just last week alone, week on week, which is down 25% from the index highest reading earlier this year in February. And at the same time, we've got rebuff Fop Turkey um, trading at $420 per metric time. That's about 30% lower than when we saw it at the highest at March 2018. Now, there are several reasons for this pricing drop. Um, of course, there's sluggish domestic market, there's strong export conditions, and a cooling global economy, all of which are kind of of coming together here. And we saw that really hammer home on scrap last week. However, we are here today as mentioned to answer this one specific question. Can we drop any further? Now who better to talk to than our two experts here on the pricing side, Pascal Dick who looks after our Turkish scrap um, market and he's been doing it for a long time and I think most of you know him. And of course on the Rebar side we've got Viral Shah who's recently joined us as well but with extensive knowledge of the Rebar market as well. Now let me ask you this very simple question, how about you just answer with one word here. Pascal, are prices going to drop further in the near future? No. Nope. Right, thanks. Um, I, I love it that we're being shorty at the moment. What about you, Vira? Like one word again, yes or no, are prices of rebar going to drop further?
1: Yes, I think
0: so. Interesting. So we've got a bit of a battle going on here now. Of course, um, it would be a short podcast if we left it there. Right, Pascal, let's come back to you then. You said no prices will
2: not drop any further. How would you qualify that? I think there are two reasons, one of a more technical nature and one of a more fundamental nature. The technical reason is we've seen a $20 drop in prices on week, in one week, basically. And a lot of that, I think, is definitely sentiment-driven and a bit detached from the fundamental side of things. September 2017, we've seen something similar, for example, over just a very short period, the index dropped uh, $50 like it did this year from July. But straight after, basically, it recovered again to a higher level closer to where it was in the beginning. Same for January 2017 also dropped 50% and then recovered back close to levels that we've seen. While I'm not saying it recovers all the way, I think the, the $20 drop or the $50 drop since July is just a bit too far down too quickly and therefore i think we might see some at least medium-term recovery and on the fundamental let me stop you there pascal yeah. i mean you say you know we're going to stop and we might see some recovery if we look at the
0: broader history on the scrap market wouldn't you agree that scrap price at the moment are still relatively
2: high that's that's absolutely right, and why I'm still at say um, fairly bearish in the in the long term. Let's talk December two thousand and nineteen. You know, as you rightly said, the average year to date for scrap now is exactly two hundred and ninety nine. We're gonna go somewhere to I think seventeen point three million metric tons of imports this year if we annualize the current rate of imports, and you know that's similar to two thousand sixteen, where also around seventeen and a half million were were imported and back then the the average was actually 235 as you rightly point out. So, so about 60, 70 dollars more to go on. Right. That's an average number, right? So
0: we've already got that 300 average at the moment. So,
2: Absolutely. you
0: know, might we then not see prices with the one in front, 170, 180 if we kind of look at those comparative figures? That, or then why wouldn't it happen?
2: Right. That's, that's true. So there's several reasons why that wouldn't happen. One is you have a fundamentally now very competitive Turkish rebar export price. And that's basically why those drops have happened. The Turks have tried to uh, drop that price to be more competitive in the export market. And now being the most competitive already, there is not a lot of extra benefit of them really dropping the prices further. They're already the most competitive. There are other reasons for why they cannot export, let's say, to Asia and to the US. But fundamentally, the incentive now to drop it much more is fairly limited. That's one thing, of course, where I'd say, you know, we've we've reached a bottom. And the other thing, as you said, why can't we see $170? Well, the, the recycling side of things, you know, the, the scrap collection has a natural limit of of flow into the yards. So we're already, according to recyclers, getting close to a level where for the the sub-sub suppliers, so the ones really collecting the scrap, um, are getting close to the minimum amount of money they would need to go through the effort to collect that scrap. So once we're already seeing a slow flow of scrap, once it drops much further, the flow of scrap into yards and the supply will tighten. And that would sort of give it a natural limit of of, um, scrap decreases.
0: Okay, very interesting stuff you've mentioned. Of course, you've just alluded to Reba and obviously, Viral, we've got you here. You said the opposite to Pascal. You said, yes, prices for Reba are going to decline further. So that would mean that the margin between the two is going to shrink more. Um, Why do you think that?
1: Well, I mean, there definitely appears to be uh, a room for a further weakening. As Pascal said, you know, there's not much incentive for the Turkish mills to uh, reduce the export price massively. Right now, you know, they're they're looking for volume. And we've already seen a couple of Turkish mills, Okola Joglu and Koch, already announced stoppages because for them it's not worth it. The export demand isn't really there. There's quite low offers already going into Asia, which we'd normally consider to be the lowest level of Turkish export prices. And if if they're already offering at $424 per metric ton FOB, the buyers are putting in bids around 410, 415 FOB. So there is some room for negotiation for a, a bit more of a drop. As as Pascal says, you know the incentive is, isn't there to Go say far below four hundred dollars. But right now we can see we can see there there is still some room for negotiation because the main thing is the mills need volume. And if they can sell some big cargoes to Asian buyers, for example, then I think they would take it. Have some buyers said to you that they kind of are
0: expecting to see a three hundred number in, in the near future. Is that some buyers? of of course they want to have that number yeah. but What's your feeling? Is that realistic? Can, can we kind of see that $20, $25 drop according to we're hearing the market and where buyers are at the moment in terms of their thoughts?
1: I think not not right now. As Pascal said, you know, there's also a limit on scrap prices and both sellers and buyers are looking at the scrap price in relation to rebar. Today, we spoke to a couple of mill sources. One said if they see another $10 drop in scrap, they could go back into the market and start selling at a lower price around like 415 dollars dollars potentially. But for them, you know it's it's always you know a chicken and egg situation are you following the scrap price down or are the scrap uh, sellers and buyers looking at the rebar price but right now yeah there is possible maybe another five ten dollars drop depending on how desperate the mills are for volume
0: so margins aren't that tight yet right because especially if as pascal has said we might see a little bit of of an increase in the scrap price there is sim- still some room for maneuver
1: yeah right right now it's around 172 dollars between the scrap and rebar um obviously the rebar sales that they're doing now will be based on scrap bought about what three, four weeks ago. So there is potentially some tightening, but right now there's still room before it becomes critical for the Turkish mills. Apart from
0: a huge increase in scrap prices, any other factors you could see that would have a positive price
1: impact on rebar at the moment? The Turkish president announced a, a plan to uh, reach 5% growth by 2020. We can debate how likely that is to reach 5%, that's quite rare. But uh, if they're cutting interest rates to try and boost domestic demand, if the mills uh, have stronger domestic demand, they might be less reliant on export sales. And that could see higher offer levels uh, in the export side. But right now, if they're looking at Asia, we've seen the Chinese export rebar price drop by, I think, $8 per tonne just today. So they're down to $450 per metric tonne. And that means that the Turkish mills have more price competition. And also, there's shorter delivery times for the Chinese mills, uh, so they're more attractive to the buyers in Hong Kong and Singapore. So yes, there is this possibility of potentially higher domestic demand, which would alleviate some pressure for the mills, but right now it's hard to say how likely that will that will manifest. Thanks for that, Rival
0: Now, Pascal, going back to that, especially to that margin discussion and prices for scrap maybe rebounding a little bit, would you echo what Virali said or is there even a slightly different opinion on the scrap side of things?
2: As you rightly said, scrap can actually go up and the margins would still be sustainable. We have an average of the last few months was around 165, we're at 172. So yeah, I mean, you know, even if Riva drops another $5 doesn't mean that scrap has to go down further, it would still be workable margin. But on top of that, yeah, I want to I want to more or less echo also what Viral said on on the more sort of global economy. You've got the Turkish president, which now tries to incentivize in a way the, the central bank to drop the interest rate, that might be something that kind of recovers or, you know, to some extent, stimulates Turkish economy, which is essential for their Reba buying. Uh, that could be something we have to have to watch. And, and on top of that, I think, you know, um, there, there's some positive, at least medium term signs from Asia, the INO price early in the week, um, we, we saw strengthening a little bit. Uh, and some more at least cautiously positive signs out of the long steel sector in in Asia. So there might be something that could sort of at least stabilize the price falls and, and, and keep the prices as they are at the moment.
0: Thank you very much both, but I'm afraid that's all we've got time for today. But if you want to find out more about our daily benchmark coverage, please feel free to reach out to us at ferris underscore emia at spglobal.com. Um, I also want to take the time to mention to you our intraday values, which will be published at 3 o'clock London time, every day from the 16th of September onwards. You will then be able to have access to where our editors think at that point of time, the value for these three markets, this is scrap, billet and rebar, is if you would like to be added to this list, again please email us at, at ferris underscore emia at spglobal.com. But of course we do more than just uh, ferrous head at Platz. we look at metals but also other commodities like oil, agriculture and LNG. If you would like to find out more about this please go to spglobal.com forward slash platts.